When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back and always evolving, and I let you know a few weeks ago that I was going to have different therapists and clinicians over at Cast Centers lead you in some different ways that you could look at your life because I don't have all the answers. I do have some wisdoms, but I surround myself with some amazing people, and one of those persons is Jackie O'Brien, who is a therapist at Cass Centers, which is the treatment center I founded over 18 years ago that helps people find the freedom to be their best selves. And we work with people who struggle with depression, anxiety, alcoholism, addiction, or maybe just feeling stuck. And she knows firsthand how to get people unstuck. And so I have Jackie here today who's going to be talking to you about the power of your thoughts and how to change the story and stories that you've created in your mind. So I'm going to turn it over now to Jackie. Always Evolving is brought to you by Cast Centers, which is a company and organization very close to me. I founded Cast Centers over 17 years ago. We provide the best evidence-based practices for therapy, mental health, addiction, Anytime you're struggling or you have a loved one who is struggling, make sure you go to our website at www.castcenters.com, C-A-S-T, centers.com. Give us a call. We're here to help. We'll help you with a free assessment and let's get your mental health on track. How do you talk to yourself? And no, I don't mean out loud. I mean, what does your inner voice say when you make a mistake or when you do something you're proud of? Today, we'll be discussing our inner dialogue and the power of our thoughts. Hi, my name is Jackie O'Brien. I'm a therapist and life coach at CAST Centers in West Hollywood. I've been working at CAST for five years, but I've known Coach Mike for much longer. Something I love about CAST is that I believe in the material we provide our clients. I believe in it because it worked for me when I needed it. So I want to ask again... How do you talk to yourself? I'll dive in with a quick story. For privacy purposes, all names and identifiable information have been altered. So I was running a group therapy session last week and a group member named Kelly was late. Another group member, Stephanie, was sharing about a recent loss and was describing the intense anger she felt about her loved one passing away. Kelly entered the group right as Stephanie said, I'm so angry and I don't want to talk for the rest of the group. Kelly's thoughts started racing. Her inner voice told her that not only was Stephanie mad at her for being late, but the whole group thought she was rude and she might as well leave, which is exactly what Kelly did. After the group concluded, I called Kelly and asked her why she left. She said, Stephanie was really angry at me and so was the rest of the group, and I thought it would be best for everyone if I left. Now, let's break this down a bit. Kelly entered the group having no prior context to what was said or happening because she was late. This really provided me with some insight into her internal dialogue. She saw Stephanie visibly upset and angry and immediately personalized it. 
Kelly then did something I like to call mind reading and assumed that Stephanie was mad at her for being late. Kelly went one step further and catastrophized by thinking the whole group was mad at her as well. Kelly had developed a whole narrative that she was the cause of someone else's pain. And the reality was that it had nothing to do with her. Personalizing, mind reading, and catastrophizing are all types of automatic negative thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts happen without us even trying. They are so wired in based on a lifetime of past experiences. So what do we do about these automatic negative thoughts? How do we start to shift the inner dialogue into something more helpful and compassionate? One of the best ways to challenge our negative thoughts is through examining the evidence or fact-checking, basically asking, is it true? So with Kelly's example, after walking into the room and immediately thinking she was the cause of the bad energy, she could have paused and then asked, is it true? What evidence do I have that not only Stephanie is mad at me, but that the whole group is? I'm always asking my clients to fact check their thoughts in our sessions. More often than not, they find a whole lot of nothing to support their automatic negative thoughts. I'll use myself in the next example. Sorry, Mike, but I was late to work last week. I caught myself automatically thinking, Jackie, you're always screwing up. Of course you're late, but hold on there. I was able to take my own advice and I examined the evidence. The truth is that I'm rarely late to work. And when I am, it is because of something that was out of my hands. I also like using the double standard method of self-talk. This happens when we imagine what we would say to a friend and try to say that to ourselves. So in my last example of me being late to work, if a friend or coworker had told me they were late, I would probably have said, hey, it happens. Don't beat yourself up because that's how I really feel. This way of challenging the thoughts helps us develop self-compassion too, which is essential when you're trying to make this kind of change. Just know that change doesn't happen overnight and it takes practice, lots of practice and lots of intention, but it is possible. Here are a couple more examples of automatic negative thoughts. One of the more common types that I know I engage in is black and white thinking. Some people call it all or nothing thinking as well. This happens when I catch myself using words like always or never and all or nothing. Really any type of dialectical thinking. For example, I got into a spat with my spouse the other day and I found myself thinking, he never does the dishes. And it really helped me with building my case and keeping me in that justified anger. The truth is, is that he actually does do the dishes sometimes and certainly does them when I ask him nicely. Here's a different example of black and white thinking. My friend actually was trying really, really hard to save money to buy a house. I mean, she was on top of it. She completely restricted spending money to the point that she wasn't seeing friends or doing anything outside of her home if it required her to spend money on gas, food, etc. Like very, very restricted to to a fault. A few weeks ago, one of her friends finally got her to go out to dinner and she spent more than she wanted. And this set off a chain of events where she spent thousands of dollars in just a few days. It was very black and white, or another way to say it is all or nothing, living in the extremes. She was spending nothing or everything. So how do we combat this black and white, all or nothing thinking? How do we stop thinking in terms of always or never? Well, a good way to sort of remember this is thinking in shades of gray. Okay, I just spent more than I budgeted. Instead of going to the other extreme and blowing even more money, I can evaluate the damage and live in the middle, knowing that it's not all good or all bad. 
This is really, really hard to do. I don't want to give the impression that it's easy. Living in the gray takes practice and lots of self-compassion. It's all about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Another tactic to fight our automatic negative thoughts is to be mindful of our semantics, basically mindful of the words, the actual words we use and say and think. I hate the word should. I should go on a run. I should eat healthier food. I should meditate more. I should be a better partner. I should be a better person. I often tell my clients and myself, stop shooting on yourself because that's exactly what is happening. When I use should, I am immediately setting myself up for shame. Words matter. Instead of saying I should go on a run, try, I would like to go on a run later, or I'm going to try to go on a run. That little shift makes a huge difference. Instead of thinking I should eat healthier food, think I'm going to give eating healthier a shot today. The way we talk to ourselves is so important as our thoughts are heavily correlated with our behavior. I mentioned earlier that there are so many types of automatic negative thoughts. I have only really scratched the surface here. If you feel like you relate to what you have heard, I would really encourage that you do your own research. Get educated on your brain, on your own thoughts, the way you think. Self-awareness and personal insight is the first and most important step to changing the way you think. I really appreciate you tuning in today. And if you have any more questions, please feel free to reach out to us at Cast Centers. Thanks so much.